Hello and welcome to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. Conversations with inspiring business people throughout the three counties of Herefordshire, Worcestershire and Gloucestershire. And now it's time for today's episode. I hope you enjoy the show. Okay, hello and welcome to this episode of the Thriving Three Counties podcast. I'm Dan Barker and I'm here in the studio with today's guest. He runs a IT support company in the centre of Hereford. They service 150-odd um, businesses with IT support and the headline news is he's never lost a single customer to a competitor, which is pretty amazing and we're going to be digging into how that's possible later on he is john finch of john finch computers how are you doing john uh, very good dan nice to meet you again cool. <laughs> You're right. that was my third attempt at the intro i have to uh, be honest uh, <laughs> cool well first of all thanks for coming in no problem really thanks appreciate for having it. me um and everyone can find you at johnfinchcomputers.co.uk yep that's great yes excellent okay cool right so um you sent me a, a short bio, which is really cool. Um, so we'll just go back. You're born and raised Hereford, right? Yes, I am. Uh, originally Worcester, I think, and uh, spent a bit of time uh, in different places. Originally, uh, we moved to Sussex during part of my schooling um, and then came back to Hereford probably some 20 years ago now. Yeah, okay. about that. So, yeah, for the last 20 years, we've been, we've been here for good. I okay. can't imagine moving anywhere else, to be honest. No, no, you like it? Uh, uh, yeah, it's got a special place in my heart. Yeah, yeah, okay, excellent. And um, what, what at school, what were you like? Were you uh, a, a good pupil at school? Were you? Uh... <laughs> uh, I suppose it depends on the school, because of my dad's work, uh, we travelled around quite a bit, uh, okay. so I had a fairly disruptive uh, education. I moved okay. to about four or five different uh, schools, um, spent some time at an all boys school, uh, the first part of secondary, which was really good actually. Um, mm-hmm. Different, different to a sort of mixed environment. Very more um, focused and disciplined. Right. Okay. Um, whereas once we moved to Hereford and it was a mixed school, uh, there were distractions, and uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I didn't do didn't do too well with them. Um, with the, the sort of laxed, um, you know, sort of uh, strictness of it. Um, it right. was very much, okay, if you're late for school, when you're at an all-boys school, or at least the one I went to, uh, Forest, uh, if you're late by five minutes, you know, you've got sort of an hour's detention and you wouldn't want to do it again. Right, if well, you're late by okay. five minutes at Bishops, where I was, no one knows because the teacher's probably five minutes late <laughs> as well. So it's a very different uh, environment, and I think... Uh, I probably abused that a bit too much when I when I moved to Bishops. Yeah, um, yeah. It's difficult though, isn't it? Because uh, I remember I was at uni with someone who'd been to quite a, um, you know, high profile public school. And when he got to uni and there was like no one telling him to get to his lessons and, yeah. and, and everything, he just couldn't cope. Yeah. He just like fell yeah, apart. Basically. Absolutely. No, I, I think I <laughs> I definitely responded better to, um, to the strictness and, and the regime of, uh, of an all boys school um but having said that no i had a really good time uh, once yeah. we moved back to hereford and we we uh, we went to bishops was i a good pupil um i suppose it depends which teacher you ask really um, <laughs> okay, there, yeah, there were yeah. certain subjects that i i enjoyed um, obviously it being one of them and uh, drama mathematics 
um, everything else. Oh, no, not so much. I, I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't an, ap- an academic. I didn't enjoy the schooling. Um, right. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. To be honest, I couldn't wait to to be done of it and get out and and start start doing something else. Okay. Um, okay. And you did you sort of discover computers and IT at that age at school? Then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I sort of learnt how to use a computer, how to build a computer early on. That helped me in school, um, especially when it came to the IT lessons. I remember my uh, my IT tutor saying on the sort of parents' evenings, uh, it's, we're really pleased that John's in our class because he actually helps run some of the lessons that we do. <laughs> so he sort of used to take a back seat and say, right, John, do you want to do the next piece on, the, really? on whatever it was, which was, which was good fun. Um, but yeah, I think I, I came into computers at a, at a very young age. It was my escape, really. It was, it right. was my world. Okay. Um, I was um, I was lucky enough to have family members that that also shared interests in in computers and okay. Um, and yeah, I, I sort of had a had a family uh, member that was a civil engineer. He had interests in uh, obviously engineering, carpentry. He had a big carpentry workshop. Um, but he had a computer studio as well where right. he used CAD design, obviously, for his work. Um, and what started as sort of a bit of fun and, and games and sort of playing about with these and, and trying to make them go quicker, playing games on them, uh, you know, turned into, okay, let's actually take it apart and rebuild it and hope that he doesn't know if, I, if really? I've broken it or not. Um, and that sort of progressed into, yeah, let, let's, let's build um, sort of my own computer and and then upgrade his and, and before you know it I was spending all day whenever I was there um you know working on them and, and sort of getting to know all the ins and outs of of how they how they tick right so, uh, okay yeah, okay it was, yeah, it was good yeah okay and um what 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 did your dad do that was bringing you around the country uh, so he's he's a workaholic uh, mm-hmm. and still is he he basically moved around the country doing field marketing okay so working for for different companies in in fairly high ranking positions okay. um, so whenever he got a new job we would normally relocate to that area okay right. um and even now he he runs a company in Windsor and doing field marketing right um and uh, yeah he's he's doing he's doing really well so Okay. Um, what what does the term field marketing mean exactly? So that's that. that's working for sort of large organisations, people like um, Unilever, uh, Mars, Nestle, mm-hmm. um, large large companies, um, where they push products. So they would go to him and say, right, we've got this new product out, uh, we want to push it, or we want to see uh, get a bit of field uh, field research. Mm-hmm. Um, so he would then go out and and um sort of um promote those those products um and push that company to the next level uh, okay. where they want to increase right. sales or make sure that the the items that they're selling uh, are actually hitting the spot and and, and okay. doing well so um yeah a lot of um a lot of research um and uh, advertising that goes into it but Right, yeah, he lives okay. and breathes it. It's, it's his, yeah, it's he his loves life. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Do you think you've absorb, absorbed any of that kind of knowledge and yeah, in the marketing I, side of things? I, I, certainly not the marketing side of things. Though. My marketing <laughs> is atrocious. Um, but um, no, I think I, I've certainly the older I've got, the more comparisons I draw between myself and him. Right. Um, 
you know, when I when when I was younger, I used to think, yeah, he's a workaholic, and actually, um, I, you know, I won't ever be like that. I'll be focused on family and everything else. But the older I get, the the more I realise I'm being pulled in that direction, whether I like it or not. It's right. it's, it's sort of in me, um, and I do find it difficult to sort of switch off and separate, you know, home time from work time. Yeah, but I think most people that that run companies have that same. Yeah. difficulty that work-life balance is is very difficult yeah um, and i think also when you do something that you enjoy and you're really into as well it's not so much of a problem in a way is it because you're kind of you know if, you, if you're doing a job and you just want to do that job and leave at five o'clock and forget about it yeah, then, then sure it. yeah switch yeah. off but if you're doing something that you love doing then you know it's kind of i don't know i i think it's all right for your, your kids to be seeing you sort of you know, motivated by doing something that you love and yeah. everything. But yeah, I, I get, obviously there's a, there is a point. Where yeah, there, there is. I think there, there is somewhere in there, there's a healthy balance um, mm. as, you know, how much time you focus on your business and, and how much time you focus on the family. Um, I'm trying to sort of learn from that with my own, my own experience with my dad's work mm. um, and trying to, to sort of make it work with my own kids. Um, again, it's difficult, but um, I think we're I think we're getting there, and I'm aware of yeah. it, which is which is good. Yeah, that's so, the first yeah. step, really, isn't yeah. it? I think actually being aware of yeah. Uh, yeah. what's going on. Cool. Okay, so um, so how old were you when you were kind of messing about with uh, your uncle's computers and um, um so I think when I first first started properly playing with them, I would have been around about sort of ten, eleven. Right. Okay. Um, oh. And um, yeah, sort of cousins, old older cousin would have bought computers to me to sort of play with um, mm-hmm. and fix. Um, and then I think when I was, probably just left school, um, so this was after college, maybe I was 17. I finished school quite early, so at 15 I finished secondary school. Mm. Um, did a couple of years at college, realised that wasn't for me right. um, and decided not to go down the university route. Yeah. Um, I think then I I decided, okay, let's actually put some of this time that I've got to good use. Um, had a year off, um, maybe 18 months, I forget now, but where <laughs> I, a good one. <laughs> I was happily playing uh, with PCs and, and sort of gaming a lot. And I like to think now, looking back, I was learning my craft, but my, yeah. my parents tell me, no, you were just sort of dossing around playing with, playing with computers <laughs> and, and not doing much, but... I mean, I was, I was very lucky to be in a family where I could do that. You know, they weren't right. sort of pushing me out saying, you've got to go and get a job or you've got to go and bring some money in or you've got to pay rent or anything mm-hmm. like that. I was, I, was, I was fortunate enough to have very supporting um, parents, especially my mum and my granddad um, never put any pressure on me, never put any demands on me that, you know, you've got to go and do this, you've got to go and get a job, you've got to go and get a paper round or whatever. There mm-hmm. was never that, uh, that approach. It was, look, he'll do he'll do something and he'll, he'll do, do it when he wants to do it. And, and whatever yeah. he does, he will, he'll make work. Yeah. I think they had a lot more faith in me maybe than, than I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought, well, actually I'm just playing games and, and I'm enjoying it. But, um, but no, I think from the age of sort of 17, 18, I then decided, okay, now's the time to, to get on with it and, and try and yeah. get some money really. You know, although I was at home, I, I had, very little money and, and, you know, my friends were sort of going out and getting jobs and uh, whether that was part-time or otherwise, and, and I could see the things they were buying and think, oh, okay, I'd, I'd like that. Yeah, I'd like yeah. some money to, <laughs> to go around and buy the next computer or, or buy an upgrade and, and didn't have any. So 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, it's, it's about time to go and do something, and then and then did. Cool. Okay. What well, What do you think it is about computers that like grabbed your attention at that age? You know. Um, I think the fact that it's always changing. Um, you know, it's it never it never stays at one level. You know, you, okay. you can you can get good at something, and you can. You know, you can build a machine that you think is fantastic, and then six months later, it's nothing. You know, right. they've, they've changed it all again and moved the goalposts, and it keeps you on your toes. and And I think it takes something quite special to keep me interested. Um, I do get quite distracted easily, and 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 get bored of something unless it's unless it's evolving. Right. Okay. Um, and I think that's the attraction with that. You know, yes, I can be in another world when I'm on a computer and. You know, I remember as a kid, there was nothing I loved more than building a new PC, turning it on the first time and seeing it work and then setting everything up again. Right. Um, okay. But actually the, the fact that that's constantly changing and you can, you know, you, you've got to, you've got to keep on top of that. Yeah. Uh, that in itself is, yeah, is, is a real pull for me. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. And, um, okay. So 17, 18 decide you need to kind of do something to and some cash. What do yeah. you do? So, uh, <laughs> what did I do? Yeah. <laughs> so my, um, the family uh, member who, who sort of had all these computers that, that was doing it for CAD work. Um, he said to me, look, we can print some, uh, some sort of adverts and go and post them around through people's letterboxes. Right. And I was like, oh, yeah, that means I've got to go outside, you know, and I'm not an outside <laughs> person. And, uh, uh, and my nan said, look, I'll walk around the, the, the close that they live and, and the surrounding area and we'll, we'll go and post these through people's letterbox and just say something like, look, if you need computer help or you've got any computer problems, um, you know, contact this number and, and I'll, I'll come right. running sort of thing. Yeah. And uh, we printed off, I don't know, maybe 100 of these. And uh, I put my name on there and what we do and uh, didn't hear anything for a week or two. I thought, this is all right, carry on, carry on gaming now, you know. <laughs> and then um, one day we got a phone call uh, and this lady said, I, can you come in up and fix my printer? Mm. And uh, I like, yeah, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll go around and fix the, fix the printer. And uh, headed round and uh, she had this really, oh, I remember it now. I remember it as if it was yesterday. It was a really yeah. old Epson uh, printer. Yeah. And uh, she said, oh, it wasn't printing properly. And can you look at this? And I hadn't had much experience with printers. And I, I remember spending a good hour, hour and a half looking at this damn printer, thinking, why are you <laughs> not working? Why are you not doing what you should? And I couldn't fix it. Yeah. And it, 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 now, looking back at it, I realized it was not fixable. It was a, it was a, a hardware fault with this printer. And, right. uh, and I couldn't fix it. And I gave her some advice. Look, sorry, you're going to have to replace it. And, everything. and I remember leaving that, walking out that door feeling so disheartened you know yeah, i was yeah. like oh my god this is the first problem that potentially i was going to get paid for and i didn't charge obviously because i didn't fix it yeah and uh i remember walking back thinking okay maybe this isn't for me yeah maybe <laughs> uh maybe i should look at other avenues um but i thought no I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna give it another go and um carried on um popping letters through people's doors and um trying to get the word out to friends and family and uh just sort of skip forward a few months, one of my mum's friends uh, came to her and said, can you, can you get John to build me a computer? We, we've got this budget. Right. Uh, we want it for our home and, uh, and, and for the kids to use for schoolwork. Can you, uh, can you get him to do that? So he gave me a budget of, I don't know, back, back in those days, we're going back a bit, it was probably four or 500 pounds, something like that. Yeah. A fairly good computer. Yeah. 
And obviously I'd built my own at that stage. So suddenly you're playing with somebody else's money and, and there's a bit more pressure. And I thought, okay, I'm going to get these really good parts and, and make this machine really, really good. Because essentially it's my first paid computer to do. Yeah. So I ordered all these parts online and, and everything came and we, I assembled everything and got it all ready and took it upstairs to mum. I said, right, this is the moment now. I'm going to push the power button. Um, and I remember mum getting all really excited. She got her camera out and started filming it. Here we go. And uh, I remember pushing the button, looking at the screen, and nothing happened. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and that, that feeling again rushed over me. As, oh, no. What now? What, what is going on? Because yeah. I can't blame anybody other than myself for this. This is, this is all on me. You know, yeah, what, yeah. Why is this machine not working? And I pushed it again and I pushed it again. Mum stopped filming and I was, oh no, this isn't, this isn't working. And I thought, okay, I either go one or two ways. One, I just call it a day, you know, give the woman the money back and say, sorry, I, I can't do it. Go to PC world or whatever and, and get something or, or, um, or I try and look into seeing why it didn't work. And I remember I took it down to my office because mom gave me a whole room at that stage right, um, okay. for my study, for me to, my games and everything else and, <laughs> and I remember sort of looking at this looking at all these parts taking them all apart again rebuilding it pressing the power button and still would not work really so I rang the company we bought all the kit from and said look you know I've assembled this PC I'm pretty sure I've done it right and uh, okay yeah it all sounds like you've done it right what's what's the order number and I gave him that and he said ah okay Mr Finch I'm, I'm really sorry uh, that motherboard that we've sent you we were supposed to give you a document with it to say that the manufacturer had given you the wrong uh, is a jumper it's a usb uh, not a usb a um a motherboard jumper on it right and they'd accidentally shipped every single one of these motherboards with the jumper on the wrong pin right <laughs> and sure enough i lift this jumper up, put it back down on another pin and everything comes to life amazing and it, even to this day you know whatever it is 20 years on that's the only motherboard that has ever arrived with the jumper in the wrong position. Really? And I could not believe it. I, I really couldn't. So, yeah, it was all fine after that. And I thought, okay, I'll, I'll give this a go then. I, I, can, I can build it. I'll put that to one side and um, I can yeah. build computers. And, and we've built really in excess of 2,500 PCs you know, since wow. then and uh, okay. never had another jumper issue. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, just on a side note, what is a motherboard jumper? Well, it's a motherboard jumper. Okay, so it sounds, um, like a... it sounds really technical, but it's not. It's basically a little, um, a little metal clip that goes on uh, a pin on the motherboard that if you have it in the wrong place, it resets itself every time you press the power button. So right, you don't get okay. any life in it. Okay. As soon as you lift that up and put it on the other pin, uh, the computer comes on. It's only ever if you get a problem with the BIOS, so the memory of the motherboard, right, you're supposed okay. to move it over there to reset it. You uh, would okay. never, ever need to do this. You know, right. There is okay. never any, re any way you'd, uh, you'd never need to do that. But sure enough, that first machine I ever built, I had to do that. And, uh, and yeah. A good lesson. So it is a good lesson, yeah. Not a to give lesson. up, I think, because I could yeah, have yeah. easily gone the other way, not rung them up, put all the parts back in the boxes, sent it all back and said, okay, I'm going to do something else. Mm. Um, yeah, no, yeah. I, I didn't. It's great. So from there, do you just start to get sort of word of mouth referrals at that stage then? And uh... Yeah, I mean, from there, again, uh, my mum was, was great. I, I, I owe a lot to, to where I've come from. My mum was brilliant and really supportive at that stage. You mm. know, she, she basically converted the garage for me uh, into a great big workshop. So 
I could then store all cool. my parts, build all my computers. Yeah. Uh, we couldn't park the cars in there, but we could get everything I needed <laughs> in there. And, uh, and I sort of commandeered that space. Yeah. Um, you know, and at one point I was sort of building five or six computers a week. Right. Okay. On this great big workbench. Um, and it sort of, yeah, it sort of took off from there. Okay. So you, you started out with, um, helping home users, personal users, their computers yeah. and, and to quite a large, on quite a large scale. I think yeah, by the sounds of it. I mean, at the, at the start, obviously it was just me. Um, and I had this great idea of let's set up uh, a plan, a sort of home plan mm-hmm. where home users pay me a certain amount a year uh, and we look after all their IT mm-hmm. um, and we provide antivirus software and that as well. So, there's no sort of ongoing invoicing or worry that, okay, if someone uh, brings their computer in, they're going to get a real big bill for us to fix it. It's just a flat rate system. Yeah. Um, and things changed for me as soon as I did that, because right. before I would go from one month to the other, not knowing how much we're going to get in, yeah. not knowing if I'm going to have enough to, you know, at that point I was paying rent and I I'd moved out and had my own place. So, you know, am I going to be able to afford all the bills? Yeah. Um, but this changed, and as soon as I did that, at that point I probably had about three or four hundred customers, and I thought, you know, if I could just get a hundred customers on this, mm-hmm. I'm paying all my bills, uh, and anything <laughs> I get on top of that is great, and that's yeah. what I wanted at that point. You know, yeah. There was no sort of uh, grand plan of, of becoming, uh, you know, really successful, or really wealthy, or anything like that. It was just um, I just wanted to make sure I could pay all the bills and yeah. have a bit of money left over. Um, so I started doing that. I remember the first one I sold, I thought, oh, this is, this is great. This is, this is brilliant. And then I sold 10 and then 50 and then a hundred. And I was like, okay, this is, this is turning into something quite, quite useful now. Yeah. Um, and word of mouth, I've, I've never really advertised. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I've done the old, the, the odd newsletter, um, local, I've, I've tried to support local newsletters and, and advertisements, but never, never sort of advertised online or, or done anything like that. Mm-hmm. So it's always been word of mouth. Ninety percent of my trade back then and and now really, yeah, uh, is word of mouth. So the home plan number kept increasing, right? Yeah, until um, we got to sort of two, three hundred uh, home plans, and at the same time as selling these and supporting home users, businesses kicked in. So as the home plan sales were kicking off, we, we started to get uh, inquiries about businesses and, you know, can mm-hmm. you come and look at my, my business and we, we're on your home plan, um, but actually I'd like you to come over and have a look at uh, our business and see if you can support that. So we sort of fell into that space mm-hmm. and uh, it, it, was, it was great at the time. You know, it was, it was a new a new revenue stream for us um, and a new set of responsibilities because, okay, home users is great, but as soon as you're looking after a business and if that business goes down and you're the IT, suddenly there's stress. There's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> yeah. um, so we, we got involved in it still. I say we, it was still me at that stage. Um, and I started doing more and more businesses, got to probably – 50 or 60 businesses and the home plans again are, are taking off and, and got to sort of four four or five hundred home plans now mm. and bear in mind i'm still um living at home yeah at this point i'd, I'd converted uh, and built on the side of my parents house 
a real nice bachelor pad. Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, it was good. I had a pretty good life. Um, I had a games room. I had my own little cinema, I had my, obviously my kitchenette and, and bedroom, and then the rest of it was office space. Right, okay. um, So I was getting really busy, and I was, I was sort of getting up at 7 o'clock in the morning, working through till 10 o'clock at night, yeah. having tea at 10, going to bed, getting up and doing it all over again. And, and I would yeah. do this seven days a week. Yeah, you know? And right. there was no holidays. There was no stopping. Um, and got to the stage where I had to make a decision. I either take somebody on yeah. and employ somebody or refuse work. Mm-hmm. And I, I've never been any good at saying no. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, it was, the decision was made for me, really. I thought, okay, I've, I've got to take somebody on. I've got, yeah. to, I've got to find somebody. And that's what I did. And I'd been going 10 years at this stage um, before actually uh, biting the bullet and, and employing because everyone, everybody that I'd ever spoken to about business had said, it's all fine whilst it's just you. Right. Yeah, and, and just hold on as long as you can. Right. Okay. Uh, there was this constant theme of, you know, as soon as you employ people, that's when the real work starts. That's when the stress right, uh, okay. comes. And, and I'm, I'm sort of of the mindset, anything for an easy life, you know, I just want to, I want to keep that <laughs> low level of stress and, um, you know, and get up in the morning and, and still love to go to work and not worry about anything. Yeah. And I thought, ah, oh, you know, so I've, I've put off taking people on and now I had to do it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But having said that, it's easy for me to look back now, sort of four, four or five years later on, it was, yeah, it was the best decision I, I made. Really? Yeah. Um, and if anything, I suppose my regret would probably be not to have done it sooner. Right. Um, okay. I could have comfortably taken somebody on maybe two or three years earlier. Yeah. Whether that would have made any difference to where I am now, um, it just may have made life easier for me back then. Um, but yeah, I took on, um, I took on uh, one guy first of all, and then I advertised uh, for an apprentice to start with. Mm-hmm. Um, I found this other guy, and he he came and joined the team first person I took on properly. Uh, he was great, and we had this apprentice um, turn up, and I I told this um, I, I told this apprenticeship company, look, we've we've already filled our position. I, I don't need anybody now. And to be honest with you, they'd sent me maybe ten or fifteen applicants, and I'd interviewed all of them, and they there was just nobody, right. there was nobody <laughs> any good. And uh, I I could find fault with most of them, and we we trialed them, and some of them were okay, but it wasn't what I was looking for. Yeah. So. Um, I thought, okay, now we'll we'll take this other guy on. He, he was really good, but this apprenticeship guy kept on saying, "Look, just take have this one guy and this last guy, just bring him in for for uh, for an interview." And I said, "Well, I've already filled the position, but okay, if he wants just interview um, experience, you know, bring bring him in." Yeah. And uh, this lad turned up, and uh, his grandparents dropped him off, and uh, he comes round, and uh, he's. He's wearing, I, I still wind him up to this day, it's pyjamas, really. I mean, he, he, you know, when people turn up in casual, this isn't casual. You know, this is, this is he's turned up in his pyjamas. Okay. And uh, he, he, he struts around and um, he, he walks in. And I take one look at it and I, I judge a book by its cover and I think, this is going to be the quickest interview you've ever seen. You know, yeah. this, this guy, he's, he's, his head's not in the game. He, he's, he's not, not going to be suitable. But I thought, no, I won't be rude. Come on in. So uh, yeah, he walks into the office and uh, I said, oh, hi. I said, um, do you want to come and walk through the office and sit down? We'll have a quick chat. And as I'm walking through to, to take a seat, he's looking at everything. Yeah, you know, He's looking at all the computers. He said, oh, wow, you've got a, 
Quadro K5000. That's that's really cool. And oh, you've got a a double gigabit connection there. I've just overclocked that before at home and, and updated the firmware. And I'm like, have you? It's like, <laughs> yeah. And I said, okay. And I walked him around to the server room and and opened the server room door. And most people, you open that door to, they look in, they go, oh, yeah, that's really good. Yeah. And this guy was in heaven. Was you know, it? He's looking. He goes, oh wow, you've got the new QNAP system and you've got a Dell R710 server and oh wow, you know, I've taken those apart before and this, that, and the other and. And I'm like, okay, this interview might be a bit longer than uh, <laughs> than I first thought. And, and sat him down opposite me, and uh, I said, okay, so tell me a bit what you've done. And he wouldn't shut up. You know, uh, he yeah. just told me this, that he'd taken this apart, he'd built this, and he and he had similar experience to me, but he'd had the luxury of sort of being at home and just focusing. This was his world, you know. Right, this, yeah. this was his world. Yeah. And uh, I said, I can't heard enough. You've you've got the job, I'll, I'll, I'll take you on now. And uh, he couldn't believe it. He's like, really? I said, yeah. I said, it's, it's a no-brainer. And I was not anticipating taking anybody else at all. I thought, I've got one, I only need one. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden this lad walks in and, uh, you know, he, he, he's got the golden ticket. He's, he's perfect. Right, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's been our longest-serving um, guy. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's brilliant and he knows oh, his brilliant. stuff. And uh, yeah, so that that was probably the best decision I've ever made is to is to take him on. Okay. Um, okay. And I'm very lucky now that we've got uh, five guys in total, um, and they are all brilliant. You know, yeah, they are yeah. they are fantastic. I can't I can't rate them highly enough. Yeah. Um, I'm very lucky because I know with a lot of companies, people sometimes rush into taking people on, mm-hmm. um, and it backfires and it 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 you know it puts them back a bit. Or puts them off completely. Mm. Um, mm. But with me, the guys, uh, uh, yeah, are a real credit to me. And, and yeah. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't be where Excellent. I am now without them. So I've been very lucky. Cool. Can I take you back to when you sort of first came up with this home plan idea? Um, that was an annual payment, mm. was it? And how did you go about pricing that? How did you know what to include? And, you know. So, yeah, I mean, it was difficult. I mean, it's. It was more about asking the customers. I, I still remember one of the customers now that I said, look, you know, I, I've done a lot of work for you over the years. If I was to put a plan together to cover all of that and any other work that you had, mm. including your antivirus, what, what would you be willing to pay? And, and right. I sort of put this out to about five or ten customers, and they all came back with a sort of similar fee. Okay. Um, right. And I looked at it and thought, yeah, that, that's fair. Can I make it work? Yes. Will there be customers that I know I'm losing money on that mm-hmm. if I put them on the plan and knowing how much work I do absolutely yeah will there be other customers that help benefit uh, and, and sort of average that out yeah yeah they, they will yeah um and I thought yeah I, I, I'm I'm I sort of still run my business the way that I would only charge what I would be willing to pay myself okay yeah. so I look at the service and think okay what would I pay if yeah. I if I wanted something like this yeah. Um, and that's the same with everything, really. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I suppose I look at things, are the, is the customer getting value for money? Mm-hmm. Um, will they happily recommend us to everybody else, mm-hmm. not just because of the service, but also because of the price? Mm-hmm. Um, are we competitive? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's how we, we got to that, that figure. Okay. And, you know, that's uh, 10 years ago, maybe now that we've been doing the home plan. So, yeah, it's, it's crept up a bit, but only really yeah. in line with, with the sort of average inflation of everything else. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. So you, you basically went out and asked. I went out and asked, yeah, asked what would you pay? It, yeah, 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 absolutely. Because, okay. you know, it's no good 
overpricing it and then nobody joins it and then you know you you, you might as well not have started at all yeah. um, but then if you underprice it again people people will take advantage of it or um mm-hmm. or it won't cover the cost that we've got so yeah, yeah it's, the home plan for us was was sort of guaranteeing that income every mm-hmm. year allowing us to offset things like staff expenses and, and and taking people on for it um but also yeah value for money is is the most important thing mm-hmm. um yeah and not okay. being greedy yeah yeah okay so at this stage you're sort of starting to move into the business world a little bit i think you said sort of 40 50 yeah 60 business customers That's so yeah. um yeah Talk through that process because, as you were saying, there's a bit more pressure on it. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot more, a lot more pressure compared to the average home user. Um, but the rewards was much greater because you're now you're competing with other IT companies. You know, uh-huh. and I would go yeah. into into a meeting um, with a customer, takes me out of my comfort zone of sort of dealing with home users, and all of a sudden you're, you're sat opposite the MD of a company and the financial director of the company. And, yeah. and you've got to pitch yourself, you know, yeah, it's like, yeah. a, it's the reverse job interview all over again. <laughs> and, um, and I like taking myself out of that comfort zone and, and, and think, okay, well, I'm going to try and give you a reason to pick me. Cause mm-hmm. essentially that's what they're, they're investing in, in the person, you know, okay, yeah. if you, I might be offering them exactly the same service that the other mm. two companies have. But the thing that separates me from them is, is me. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I got a bit of a, a kick out of that, um, and uh, and it it sort of snowballed really. Once we got into a good a good number, uh, they would recommend us to to companies, either their neighbouring companies or um, or, or or just just word of mouth again. Right. Okay. Um, and the more companies we've taken on, that's the bit that's really driven the growth within the company. Okay. So yeah. taking on more staff. Um, has only really been possible because of the increase in in companies that we're that we're taking on. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we're we're now approaching much larger organisations that I wouldn't have dreamt about going for, <laughs> you know, ten fifteen years ago. It would have been uh, it would have been a pipe dream. Whereas now yeah. it's our comfort zone. You know, I, I can walk into a meeting with with anybody and feel comfortable that we're we're going to be the best people up for the. You can do it. Yeah. Yeah. Has that been a natural progression up the sort of scale of the size of companies? Because I've noticed that as well. Yeah. Like as I've, you know, been running my business, suddenly you're finding yourself going into much bigger places yeah. and you're like, whoa, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't have done that a few years exactly. ago. Exactly, yeah, that's right. And, and that I think that's the lovely thing of business, isn't it? You you get more comfortable. It's it's, it's just experience. That's yeah. all it is. It's just experience. Yeah. And, and going from supporting, you know, one-man bands all the way up to companies that have got thousands of employees and, and, and yeah. turning over multi-million pound deals. Um, it's lovely to be involved in that, you know, yeah. and to be able to, uh, to be a part of it. And, and I think, yeah, it's just been a natural progression for mm-hmm. us. Okay. So, um, yeah, what I wanted to ask is, uh, as you go into those companies, you know, you said that you're like completely confident that you're going to be the best ones for the job. Mm. What's, what what gives you that confidence? <laughs> um, I suppose because we we've been lucky, um, yeah. but but I am a I say lucky. I'm I'm a firm believer. You make your own luck in yeah. life um, and, yeah, and, yeah. and in business. Um, and the fact that we've got such a, a broad customer base now, mm. and haven't lost any any of our customers to competitors. Yeah, I want to talk about that in a minute. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it gives you the confidence then um, to yeah. be able to sit in the room and say, look, this is what we're, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Uh, this is what, where we're pricing ourselves. Yeah. Um, and again, I think 
you can get lots of people that will um, oversell themselves. I'm, mm. I'm not about that. I'm about sort of showing showing companies what we've done, mm -hmm. um, where where we've come from, mm -hmm. um, where our comfort lies, and and it might be that we're going into an organisation that we don't have a huge amount of experience in the stuff that they're they're looking at. But essentially, it, it doesn't matter when you learn those skills. You know, mm -hmm. the, the customer's not bothered if you learned those ten years ago or 10 hours ago, yeah. <laughs> as long as you can do it and yeah, you've got the skill yeah. set now to, to provide that support, that they're not interested. They, they just want to know that you can, yeah, you can accomplish that. So I'm always interested in, in sort of putting myself out of that comfort zone, going into contracts that might be um, challenging, you know, mm -hmm. um, so that we can learn those skills. There's, an, there's a reason for us to go and, and, and brush up on this new, you know, cloud management system or mm -hmm. this new computer device that they're they're so heavily involved in right yeah um, yeah i like that that's what keeps it fresh that's what keeps it interesting and I, I suppose that's what keeps my interest in it yeah um that it's constantly evolving um, okay yeah yeah and yeah. you're constantly having to learn new things and the the the, the people that you take on are they of the same yeah, kind of mindset that's what drives them as well yeah, yeah. absolutely i mean that, that's i think what what sort of bonds us all together really is we've all got that motivation to learn and mm. to better ourselves. Mm. Um, you know, when I look at some of the guys when they first, excuse me, when they first joined me to now, they have come so far, you know, and we've heavily in, in invested in the apprenticeship program. Mm. Uh, a lot of the guys that work for me started as an apprentice, as an apprentice. Yeah. Um, and have come up all the way through and what they've learned now, um, you know, compared to where they were before is, yeah, it's a it's a real journey. Yeah, yeah, um, fantastic. Yeah. It must be so nice to see that you know oh, yeah, people absolutely. that you've you've brought along yeah, and, yeah, uh, and helped. That, that, that is, I think that's one of the best bits for me about uh, running a company is seeing the satisfaction or, or having the satisfaction of knowing that those guys have 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 progressed so much. Yeah, not not because of me, but because of the company. You know, yeah, and yeah. Um, you know, and they can now go out and. Uh, get houses and get cars yeah. and, and live a really good lifestyle because of where they've come yeah. know, the company. and that that is really satisfying to me I, I, I love that yeah, yeah yeah I can imagine yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah cool okay um, so I mean but then in terms of you know not losing any of these customers so so do you have a kind of process that you follow to make sure that you're because presumably it's it's off the back of like you said, excellent customer service and yeah. that sort of thing. Do you have like a, a process in place that you, everyone follows to make sure of that? Or, you know, how do you ensure uh, that you're, you're delivering? So I think before I took anybody on, um, the, whether it's, whether it's a, a pro or a con, um, I, I wouldn't change it. But I have a conscience, a real Bad conscience, <laughs> and I mean, I, I've got to uh, the stage of of worrying or thinking about absolutely every customer and every every job that we do, doing it to our absolute best. Mm -hmm. um, and the thought of ever um, cutting corners or not providing an exceptional service mm. keeps me up at night. You know, right. and, and okay. I, I've had instances where I've thought I've woken up in the middle of the night and thought actually we've offered this solution, but there is a better way now. And I will email them at three o'clock in the morning and say, <laughs> really? you know, I've just been giving this some thought and da, da, da. And, it, and it's that, that, that I suppose has kept the customer 
um, happy, you know, yeah. and interested because we, and I, it sounds like a cliche and it sounds terrible, but, or I, and I believe the team do, really care mm. about the end result and about the customer. Mm-hmm. The thought of losing a customer, whether it's for a competitor or whether for any reason, yeah. price, support or otherwise, haunts me. You know, yeah. yeah. And, and a lot of people are not bothered, you know, I've got, I've got 200 customers, 300 yeah. customers, whatever, I lose a few, that doesn't matter. but it affects me. And, and the thought of someone ever not being a hundred percent happy or having yeah. a bad word to say about us, you know, yeah, really yeah. does haunt <laughs> me. Um, so I think it's that, that has allowed us to get to that stage and, and that, that sort of keeps us on our toes the yeah. guys know I'm like that, and and they take huge pride in their work as well because they don't want to be the one that loses a customer <laughs> when we've got to this stage and, and we haven't before. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think that's that's it, really. Yeah. Okay. So just genuinely caring about the customer, probably caring too, much. Sure yeah, too yeah. much. Yeah, caring too much, and yeah, having a conscience that that sort of rips through you and and, and thinks. Um, you know, you, you've got to make sure that it's right. We, I've had instances before where, you know, people have uh, have come up, dropped off a computer and, and like overpaid us by five pounds and I've had to drive 10 miles to drop <laughs> off a five pound note because my conscience can't just say, it's fine, yeah, look at it as a tip or anything. Yeah. I cannot do it. It's not built into me. Right. You know, well. Or if someone comes up and brings a computer up and they, you know, let's say they, they leave um, uh, the USB memory stick or something and... and you know, they say, oh, don't worry, John, we'll get another one. No, 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 no. We'll get it back to you. you know, it, it, it's taking it to the nth degree. And it's right, not healthy, yeah. you know, and I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. But at the moment, it's working, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, how long sure. it's sustainable, there will be a day where yeah, we will lose yeah. a customer for whatever reason. Yeah, Law yeah. of averages, it will happen. Yeah. Um, but I just hope it's not because we've let somebody down or because we've, no. we've done a bad job. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, I remember when we, when we met... Uh, Whatever it was, sometime before Christmas, wasn't mm. it? And you told me that you know that fact of, uh, of the customers you got and that you haven't yeah. lost one. I was just like, yeah. I just stuck in my head yeah. for ages. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm reading a really good book at the moment called uh, Never Lose a Customer Again. Oh, I really? Think, which okay. you probably don't need to read, yeah. but, <laughs> <laughs> but it's very interesting. It's about kind of customer experience yeah. and the different phases that the customer goes through, and just doing something like really exceptional at each of those stages to. Kind yeah. of make their experience uh, yeah. incredible. Yeah, that's um, it. But I mean, and again, getting into that position, I suppose having that mindset where you want to make sure that a customer is is always happy mm. when you go into a meeting or a pitch for for a new business, to be able to say, look, we are that confident that all of our customers are more than happy. Yeah ring any of them up you know <laughs> yeah, you yeah. pick a letter i'll tell you all the companies that we've got ring them up and, and speak to them <laughs> you know at nearly every single customer i suppose every customer would happily give us a testimonial yeah um and it's, cool. the, it's the same with you know with our home users if you if on our google um drive our, our sort of five star reviews every single one of them is yeah. five star we, we don't have uh, any negative reviews yeah, um, yeah, it, yeah. again law of average it will happen yeah, you know? yeah. um but um yeah it's it's it is it's just i suppose the the more effort and time and, and commitment that you put into it the, the more it pays off mm, mm. Yeah. okay cool right um your latest kind of project that i know about anyway is uh mortimer house uh in in hereford so as i understand it it was a uh, it was a 
um, shared office space that that was operating for many years, and you've you've kind of gone in and revitalized it and uh, and, and renovated it, and it looks pretty cool. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Tell us about that. So yeah, it's an interesting one, really, because um, before I got involved with it, there's, there's a bit of a backstory. I went for a job interview at this office. Uh, one of the tenants there, who is now actually a customer of mine, mm. um, I, they probably don't even remember having me do it, but I went for a job interview to be sort of IT analyst. Um, okay. It was like a security company. Um, and... Um, I didn't get the job, and I think in the end, uh, what they were asking for wasn't actually achievable, and they realised that sort of in the interview, and they said, actually, no, what we're going to do, right. we're going to change tack. Yeah. So I remember leaving there, um, and again, it's one of those things, thank God I didn't get the job, um, like, other, <laughs> you know, I've had other options or other um, situations where I've gone for, for jobs and didn't get them, and I think, actually, that's the best thing that ever happened to me, otherwise yeah. I, I wouldn't be where I am now. Um, but yeah, so there's a bit of a backstory that that, that building um was the first proper job interview i ever went for right okay um, and then it turns out that that customer eventually became a customer of ours but then <laughs> the company or the, the person the individual that owned that building uh, eventually became not only our neighbor uh, right. but also uh, the md of a, a new company um, that we then supported from an IT point of view. Right, okay. Um, so we got very friendly um, and obviously did all their IT. And up until um, probably 18 months ago, uh, the Mortimer House uh, project for them was sort of stagnant. You know, they, they mm. didn't put any more money into it. They didn't invest any time into it. They were too busy with the other business, which I 100% get. And I was keen to uh, have a new project, yeah. you know, something that's completely different to IT. Yeah. Um, now that I've got a team behind me, it gives me the sort of luxury to be able to step back and say, okay, this is going really well. And I, you know, I still live and breathe it and, and, and love it, but it's giving me a bit more flexibility into I can go and put some time and effort into something else. Mm -hmm. um, and property has interested me, but businesses interest me more. Yeah. So to combine the two um, and, and bring businesses and, and property together with a complete revamp um, was, yeah, a real, real attractive proposition. Cool. Um, so I pulled the trigger on that about 12 months ago now, and we have pretty much gutted uh, <laughs> the whole of Mortimer House. Uh, yeah. And it's, a, it's, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's, it's, it's pretty impressive now if you, if you see it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was there uh, just before Christmas and uh, yeah, yeah. It, looks, uh, it looks really smart. So it's, gonna, it's, uh, it's lots of sort of individual managed offices and, and you're going to be obviously providing the IT support and, and yeah. everything. You've got that whole That's right. Yeah, so we, we want to we sort of provide the full package. You know, there are um, many office blocks in, in Hereford that you can go to. Um, we want to give a fully managed environment so that someone comes in, sets up their phone system and everything's included. Their broadband uh, connections are available. The IT support with us being in the same building as them um, will be accessible. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just sort of a one, one bill and you, you've, you've got everything there. Yeah, uh, Managed reception, receptionist, postal service, you name it, it's, yeah. it's got it. To a real sort of high standard as well. Yeah, um, yeah. So that people enjoy coming to work, coming to that space. Um, and again, we, we've got a vested interest because we're moving 
um, a lot of our staff into that mm-hmm. to run the sort of commercial side of, of, of John Finch Computers. Um, so we've got a vested interest to make sure it is done to a really high standard. Yeah, um, yeah. Because we're going to be operating from there. So yeah, yeah, um, sure. So yeah, it's uh, it's Excellent. certainly been a learning curve yeah. um, and, and something, you know, completely different. And, and it's, yeah. again, it's taken me out of my comfort zone. But because of the type of work that it is and, and all the different trades that you're coming into contact with and, and the different uh, different services, uh, yeah, such yeah. as yourself, yeah. um, that you really do have to, to stay on top of it. And, um, yeah, it's good. I mean, I've, I've been involved and sort of started other sort of sidelines, little projects. But I get bored real quick. Right. You know, okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm super keen for a good, I don't know, three, four, five months. Yeah. And then, uh, well, you know, I just, I just let that, let that on, put on the back burner and come back to it later. But yeah. this has kept my enthusiasm. Okay. Um, and, good job uh, once you got all the contracts. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah really. exactly. Yeah. yeah, it is a good job. Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's a nice, it's a nice project to be involved in. Um, and sometimes it's a good distraction from the everyday work of, of the computer side of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, yeah, the computers will and always has been the yeah, my main interest. And, and, yeah, and I don't okay. ever see that changing. Okay, cool. So um, yeah, I mean, by the time this goes out, I don't know if you'll still have spaces left, but I guess people can um, contact yeah, pe- you. Yeah, people can certainly find contact out if they're us. Interested? Yeah, yeah. We've uh, we've been quite lucky. Uh, with the situation that we're in at the moment, I was starting to think maybe going into a, a managed office space is not the best idea once everyone's working from home. Yeah, um, yeah. But actually, no, it's 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 worked out quite well. We've over, only in the last sort of two or three weeks we've we've hired out about four or five offices, so we've got a few left, mm-hmm. and we've still got plenty more to do within the building. So mm-hmm. um, we will slowly work through all of them and, and have, I would hope, a few uh, available. Cool. Actually, I'd hope no. I'd hope that we fill them all back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, there's, but yeah, there, there's, there's a chance. There's a chance. And there's a waiting list, absolutely. Yeah, There'll yeah, be a waiting yeah. list. Yeah. Yeah, idea. excellent. Yeah. Okay, cool. Can I just ask you one final question? Because yeah. um, I know we're, we're probably getting short on time and you've got other projects that we'll maybe talk about another time because um, there's lots to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, as you sort of, you know, you said you've been able to kind of, you know, let the team manage John Finch computers and, well, not manage it, but you know, day-to-day running running of it and everything. Have you found that difficult to step away because your name's on the front door? Uh, yeah, I mean... Or has that never bothered you too much? No, I suppose if you were to ask my team, they'll say, John's stepping away. No, not a chance. Okay, right. uh, um, yeah, <laughs> I, I certainly don't... Um, I don't feel like I've sort of let my finger off the pulse. I'm still involved in everything. The everyday tasks the guys deal with now, it did mm. certainly take me a long time to let go a bit of the reins to say, look, okay, right. you can call this customer and you can deal with this one. And, and now there's customers that come in and have never even met me, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and they'll, they'll deal directly with the guys. Right. Okay. Um, strange as though that is, that's how it has to be. You know, yeah, it, is, yeah. it is more than just me or my face on the front of it. It, it needs to be a, yeah, the group, the team yeah. um, behind it. So yeah, it's, it's been, it has been difficult to start with, but I'm a lot more comfortable with it now mm. because of, of team and because of how much confidence I've got in, in them. So, uh, yeah, and people, yeah. obviously people, your customers don't mind that all, no, you know, they're right. not dealing with John. It's yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah and, okay. and they always know that if they needed to speak to me about anything, whatever it was, I'm always there. It's not that I'm hidden away. Um, you know, doing yeah, other things. yeah. I'm, yeah I'm, always, I'm always contactable and 
they've yeah. all got my mobile phone. I think that things like that's very important. You, you know, you've got to be reachable. Um, right. and okay. every yeah. customer has my mobile phone number. Right. They may okay. not choose to contact me or, or, or use it, but they know that I am there. Uh, and I think there's okay. nothing more frustrating than, you know, than companies that get to a certain size and you cannot speak to somebody. You know, yeah. it's either all automated or all yeah. done through a ticketing system online <laughs> and, you know, you've got to send an email in and hope to get a response and all this sort of thing. Yeah. A good old-fashioned phone still has a massive part in what we do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And to be able to pick up the phone and speak to one of us, I think, is... Yeah, is it another thing that separates us from, from other companies? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, I mean, if, if anyone's looking to 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 get some IT support, because um, when we first met, I didn't quite know, you know, what that would mean. So, if someone signs up to 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 have you support them, what what do they get? What do they? So pretty, pretty much um, everything or everything that they need. Um, we okay. obviously do bespoke packages depending on the size of organization, the type of work that, mm. they're, that they're into. Um, I would suggest, yeah, by all means, reach out to us and, and, and get in touch and, and tell us what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of what we support, uh, pretty much anything. Uh, I mean, okay. all the way all down right. to the nuts and bolts of the computer, how it works, supplying of equipment supporting okay. that equipment whether it's been supplied by us or, or otherwise mm-hmm. um the network infrastructure i think a lot of our stuff now is cloud-based and a lot of companies yeah. especially again at the moment are wanting to go to the cloud um, mm-hmm. for all of their uh, for all of their communication their file storage their backup uh we we focus heavily on that area um, yeah and um and and that's our, our sort of go-to product um, so yeah, we, we would say by all means get in touch, tell us what you what you want and we'll we'll make it happen. Cool. All right. Well um yeah, once again people can find you at johnfinchcomputers.co.uk. They can now find you on LinkedIn, I believe, as they well. They can indeed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I say, Mark has never been my strong point, but I am now <laughs> finally on uh, on LinkedIn. Um if I I must mention before I go down we're we're doing or involved in another scheme at yeah. the moment um, called Laptops to Kids. Uh-huh. Um, okay. And we we had uh, ITV and BBC coming up and filming us uh, this week, cool. which again is another reason why we've had to get our LinkedIn page another bit <laughs> <laughs> up to scratch. Um, but yeah, we were involved in this, uh, this project where people donate their unwanted and unused laptops, yeah. whether that's home users or businesses. Um, and we refurbish them. Um, okay. professionally wipe them so there's no trace of any uh, of any of the previous users data uh, to a military grade wipe as well right, so there's, yeah. there's no way of getting it uh, we then clean the machines up upgrade them um, sanitize them and, and get them ready to be distributed to schools in and around Herefordshire cool. so that um, students can, can use them for remote learning and uh, and help out so that's Fantastic. been yeah it's been it's been really good actually we've had a really good uh, number of uh, machines donated. I think we're up to about 100, 150 now. Um, so we've got our work cut out for us because yeah, yeah. we're the only IT company at the moment doing that. So it's <laughs> it's a big commitment, but it's for a yeah. great cause. So um, yeah, yeah, that's excellent. So if someone's got a computer they want to donate, yeah, get in touch with us. Yeah, um, we're we're again we're on um, online uh, laptops to kids That's the digit two. The digit two. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, or you can find information um, on social media as well. Um, okay. But yeah, by all means, get in touch. Cool. Okay. Well, um, yeah, thanks so much for coming over. That was um, really good, very interesting. Mm-hmm. And 
think there'll be a lot of um, takeaways in terms of customer service and uh, going the extra mile and everything. Mm. I know I'll be um, thinking about that a lot. That was great. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. It's been great fun. Cheers. Take care. Thanks. Cheers, Dan. You've been listening to the Thriving Three Counties podcast with me, Dan Barker. You can find links to all the episodes and show notes over at danbarkerstudios.com forward slash podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review. It helps other people find the show and connect more people in the region. Thank you very much for your time listening. I hope you've enjoyed it and we'll see you next time.